The Secret to Flipping Houses. That is the topic of this Real Estate Investing in the Real World podcast. Hi, I'm your host, Phil Pustiovsky with FreedomMentor.com. You're about to discover what most people will never know about flipping houses. There literally is a secret, hidden secret to flipping houses that most experienced real estate investors know nothing about. I never read this in a book. I never saw it on a Flip This House TV show. This game-changing lesson you're about to discover is what I learned from the real world. I learned it from going out there and doing my own deals and now coaching and training others all across the country. I have literally been a part of over a 1,000 real estate transactions, and that's given me a distinct advantage because I've been able to go back and re-engineer deals. I've been able to look at the final closing statements, and I've been able to look at who makes all the money and who doesn't. And it's through that experience of going through literally hundreds of flipping houses style deals that I've been able to put together patterns and certain things I have learned that others simply would not be able to see because they haven't been in the same vantage point that I am. And so that's what this podcast is all about. It's about the secret to flipping houses. Now, in order to reveal that secret to you, what I need to do first is share with you a typical flipping house deal. I need to share with you the anatomy of a deal. And then once we've seen the breakdown of that, then we can go back and the secret will become quite obvious. All right, let's take the uh, example of a deal that just crossed my desk basically yesterday. Um, this property needs significant work. It was for sale for 65000 in a decent neighborhood in Chicago. Uh, an enterprising investor um, connected with his power team of agent and contractor and whatnot. And they determined that it'd be about 28000 to fix it up, take about two months to do the work. And that the top market price, the realtor, uh, based on the comps that had been pulled, was going to show about 150000 it's a big difference, isn't it? Going to sell for one fifty, buy it for sixty five, put in twenty eight thousand, boom, a deal. Sounds like too good to be true, right? All right, well let's dig a little bit deeper. First off, the investor was smart, negotiated the seller down to sixty thousand. So boom, they're at sixty. But there's some closing costs and whatnot, so it was more like sixty four thousand was the total after closing costs. Now, to finance the purchase, since there's so much renovation work, and because this investor didn't want to use his own cash and credit. Got a hard money loan, which was 5% plus 15% per annum. Now, the beauty of the hard money loan is that there's no money out of pocket. The hard money loan paid all 64 to buy it, as well as the 28000 to fix it up. So far, so good. Now, the investor at the time they purchased this is on top of the, the world, right? Bragging to their friends, hey, look what I just did. Just bought a $64,000 property, and it's going to sell for one fifty, right? Well... Let's go through what happens in the real world. Okay, number one, it didn't get fixed up in two months. No, there were delays. The contractor find problems that he didn't initially expect. And now it's not 28000 It ends up being 34000 And as opposed to two months, it becomes four months. But that's typical. That usually happens in the real world, right? Nothing usually goes as planned. Okay, so now the house is fixed up. And... Gives it to the real estate agent to put it on the market. The agent puts it on the market for $150. Two months go by and there's no bites. Surprise, surprise. That's the real world. But the agent says, no worries. If you drop the price and offer to pay the uh, the, the closing costs of the buyer, then you're going to be in great shape. 
So that's exactly what this investor does, drops the price, gets an offer for 140 but he's also got to pay the closing cost of the new buyer, which is 3%. So you add in the realtor commissions of $8,400, and you know, literally that 140 minus the $8,400, which is the 6% in commissions, minus the $4,200 in buyer closing costs, okay, now we're talking about $12,600 less than your 140 Now you're down to like 137.8. Uh, excuse me, 127.8. All right, but we're not done yet. Here's the other problem. The inspection gets done, and the buyer sees all sorts of issues that have to be fixed prior to closing. So there's another $2,000 in fix-up work. So now we're down, what, to about one twenty-five seven. So this is the real world. This is what really happens. Okay, meanwhile, you know, when you look at the numbers here, and um, I've got a blog post, by the way, which is linked to this uh, podcast, which could really break down the numbers because it's sometimes hard verbally to communicate all this. When it was all said and done, after the renovation work, which totaled 36000 after the $1,400 in closing costs to sell the property, the $4,200 to pay for the buyer's closing costs, the $8,400 to pay for the realtor commissions, the fact that it sold for one forty, and you paid $64,000 for it, it's what the investor paid for it, uh, now we're whittling down our profits. Now keep this in mind as well. There was It took eight months to close this thing, so the hard money lender ended up getting 10% of what they lent, which was $100,000. So they got another $10,000, and that was a pretty hefty number, wasn't it? So now all of a sudden, the investor is going to net. The investor is going to, excuse me, it was 10% plus the 5%. 15% is what goes to that hard money lender, so 15000 So when it's all said and done, $11,000 net profit goes to the investor. Let me rephrase that. $11,000 when bought it for 60, sold it for 140. How does the investor end up with 11,000 only? Well, that's the real world. That's what happens. And it happens every day of the week all across this country. It's so normal. And herein lies the secret to flipping houses. You see, what some people would do is they'd look at this deal and they would break it down and they would say, okay, well, they thought it was going to sell for 150 the realtor and the investor, but they were wrong. It sold for 140 Well, guess what? That's the real world. That's really what happens. Even if you're the best at estimating this stuff, even if you know everything there is to know about comps and values, and maybe you were an appraiser when you were growing up, maybe your dad was, you know everything there is to know about what a property is going to sell for. I've got news for you. It usually sells for 7 to 8% less than you expected. Always. That's just a law of the land. I mean, I've done enough of these deals. I've, I've noticed it. The next thing is, maybe the cost of the funding was too much. $15,000 to borrow 100000 Oh, my gosh, right? Well, think about it. There was no cash or credit required whatsoever. And they didn't have to. And literally, they paid for all the uh, renovation costs. There was no money out of pocket. Not bad. I mean, yes, it would be great if the investor had a hundred grand lying around to use, but not everybody does. So that's not necessarily a bad deal. Uh, the hard money lender made out real well, but they also took on a lot of risks. So hey, not I'm not going to look at that and say, well, that's the problem with the deal. No, I mean that's just part of the deal. And then some will say, well, what it, it took too long to fix up, and it had uh, there was a bad cost estimate. Well, in the real world. Even if you do the best job trying to assess how much a house is going to sell for and how much it's going to be fixed up for, 
both cases, you're usually wrong. Now, the problem with how much you estimate as far as fix-up is it usually ends up costing about 20% more. And again, that's over a broad spectrum of deals all across the country, all different areas, different markets, different investors. They all seem, no matter how good they are at estimating costs, to fall into the same trap, and it costs 20% more when it's all said and done to fix it up, which is what about what happened here, maybe a little bit more on this one. And so as far as length of fix-up, it always takes longer. I mean, think of any projects you've ever done in your life. Do they ever come in before you expected? No, all projects take longer, including me putting together this podcast so many years ago. It always takes longer than I thought. (laughs) So that's not the problem here. The problem, in my opinion, is the model. The problem is buying with real money, fixing up a home, and then selling it to a retail buyer. My solution, which is the secret to flipping houses, is that you wholesale or flip the deal before you ever get involved in closing on it, fixing up, and reselling it. In this case, think about it. If you've got the deal at $60,000, is it possible you could find a buyer at $70,000, another investor? Of course. You're at sixty. dollars It's so easy to explain to them, hey, look, this is what we've got for comps. We'd sell between one forty dollars and $150,000, and we'll sell it to you for seventy. dollars And it's probably going to take about thirty dollars to fix it up. Are they still going to do that deal? All day long. So in other words, this investor could have made almost the exact same amount of money, 10000 as opposed to 11000 made 10000 and he would have done it from less than one month's worth of work. We call that wholesaling, flipping. And that right there, my friends, is the secret to flipping houses. It's to move that deal to another investor before you ever get involved in a long, drawn-out renovation. Now, there are some exceptions to that rule. Number one if the deal needs no work whatsoever, you could do a retail wholesale to a to a retail buyer. But if there's any 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 level of significant work required, just go ahead and move it to a new buyer. It's so much better that way because my attitude is a quick nickel beats a slow dime. And furthermore, in some cases, believe it or not, you can make more money flipping it up front. But that's going to involve you finding the right type of investor buyer, someone I call a contractor investor buyer. These people are full-time contractors, and they do investing just on the side. Maybe they do one to two deals a year. Maybe they use a home equity line of credit. They use some cash lying around, an inheritance. And so they're doing one to two deals a year. They're not on podcasts like this. They're not watching videos. They're not learning how to be more creative and more successful investors. They're literally contractors that go out there and once or twice a year fix up a home and resell it. Those are what we call the whales. Those are the best because those people can save the most on contract work because they're doing the contracting. And they'll be more efficient because it, it goes right to their bottom line. Those are the people that you can make the most money with when you flip houses. In fact, my very, 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 very first deal, even before I met my mentor, my first deal, I flipped it to one of those people. And um, I would have been never been able to flip that to any other investor who, who would have shown up at an investor meeting or something like that. It's only those uh, people that literally are just driving around out there and they know nothing about the world of real estate investing education. And all they do is just do a deal or two on the side each year. Those are the best people to flip it to. All right. Well, I hope you enjoyed this podcast, The Secret to Flipping Houses, which is when it comes to big renovation work, don't even get involved. Just flip it to an investor buyer, better yet, a contractor investor buyer. And um, that lesson right there will hopefully save you tens of thousands of dollars and uh, 
months, if not years, of anguish and frustration dealing with long and drawn-out rehabs with contractors that don't follow through and selling the homes for less than you ever expected. And again, by the way, this, this lesson I gave you here are real numbers from a real deal that just happened, and they happen like that all the time. All right. Well, I'm Phil Pustiowski with this podcast, Real Estate Investing in the Real World. Check us out at freedommentor.com. Learn more about us. Grab my book, How to Be a Real Estate Investor. It's absolutely phenomenal. It's the key book you need to read if you're ever going to get into real estate investing. And thanks so much for being on this. Y'all, happy investing.